Something in Florida gives me allergies. I don't know what it is. You don't have a cat. Sunshine. Sunshine. Freedom. <laughs> uh, patriotism. Oh. I don't associate those necessarily with freedom. They do whatever the heck they want. So I guess in that sense. I mean, these are people like, I feel like Fort Myers, Florida, west coast of Florida, is a lot of people who like sincerely fly American flags. That's true. Don't tread on me. That's Texas, you're thinking, but similar vibe. Similar vibe. Similar energy. Florida looks like if California forgot to wear sunscreen. And also was old. It's and old. Well, no, this this side's old. It's also very Jewish. It's also very diverse. Like it's not it's, Jewish it's, over here. Not over here. No, that's what Fort Myers is. Just is Fort Lauderdale without Jews. Yeah, actually, that's a good description. Yeah. So where my parents um, have a house or live in Florida, they are currently in Dallas because my dad went out of retirement, and so he is doing a project in Dallas. Just when I was out, they come and drag me back in. No. He was thrilled. Are you kidding? He was I so know. excited you could, to get the heck out of retirement. You could tell he wanted to. Oh, with so bad. The ferociousness with which he tackled just like random like remodeling the house and like tasks oh around he, that guy just loves to work he loves it he loves it so he's they, they pulled him out so he's working in dallas his home their home is currently empty minus minus the two of us the two of us have now not yes. broken in they gave us permission yes but um obviously with all the news we are like you know new york not the right place to be so very early on, came down to Florida. Matt flew over from LA, and um, we've been here since. Crashing. Getting a getting a sampling of what it's like to be a retired retiree in Florida. And this is very turns much, out I'm, yeah. I'm not ready to retire. That's that's what I found out. No, it is kind of it is maddening. I mean, we're, it's, it's white collar quarantine is what we're doing. I know. It's I know. We so have nice. everyone. I it's just I feel so bad for people still in. I mean, I feel so bad for most people. Majority of people, for poor at the people, moment. for sick people, for people who can't, who weren't prepared for this. I feel very, I feel very privileged here, and this is insane. We're on the water. You should hate us a lot. Yeah, it's just we can walk down to a CVS. What's weird is Fort Myers isn't doesn't seem to be panicking about it. A lot of businesses are still open. I don't think they get internet here. I, it's it's weird, and then like every every conversation I walk past when I'm like walking down the street to like. Crap. This is bullshit. You're like, I think it's an overreaction, and it's weird because the people but here are the ones, the ones most at risk. It's so weird. It would it would murder this city. I know. We've been practicing, so we've I've only seen Matthew, so I'm losing my mind. I, I it's been chill. This is like minus nights. It's most of the same schedule. You work during the day. I yeah. fuck around. <laughs> I don't have comedy. Just... I haven't done comedy in a couple yeah weeks. I Actually, mean, it's been a week or two. Ten, ten days that we've been. Yeah, it's been. Um, obviously, everything is very different right now. Uh, you, you at least. I mean, you have your job during the day. So I'm very, very grateful. Obviously, I mean, I work from home normally, so this isn't really that dramatic of a shift in terms of like. It's a shift in the positive direction, if anything. Well, so I do. I work in information security, and there's there's a lot of impact on short term. Projects are all at a halt. Everything yeah. is at a halt, right? But long term, there's, there's, if anything, we're going to be more in demand even because people are relying more and more on the computers to connect with one another. So, yep. I'm not super, I mean... Are your days as full? Right now, it's yes and meetings. no. For people who I'm already working with, then there's not people taking on new projects at the moment. 
but existing projects, yeah, I'm definitely doing a lot of work with them. Um, so I would say it's, you know, above average in terms of busyness. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't have to like travel anywhere because a lot of time no, wasted on trains. So usually for most of my driving job to Connecticut. Is, I'm either on site with clients. I was supposed to go to Dallas, ironically, this last week, and that got canceled. They kept being like, no, everything's fine in Dallas because Dallas was one of the like later ones in the whole thing. Yeah. And then they were like, yeah, don't come. And we're like, obviously, no one booked a ticket. We knew that was going to happen. You guys were just like 48 hours behind on the news cycle. Yeah. It's this, yeah, this, the cities that will get hurt by it too. Um, can I talk about the state of comedy? Well, that or, is what this is uh, all about, right? You yeah. don't care about... We all know about the world. We're just going to like, you know, go ahead and assume you're up to date. By the time this comes out, there's right. probably rapid there's no continuations. But let's just say for context, when you're listening to this, this is, you know, about a week and a half or so into everyone is, you know, safe, social, well, social distancing. Things are ramping up, but nothing crazy, crazy has happened. There's a lot of cases, but... Yeah, we know so a couple scary. people at this point that have gotten it. And everyone has comic. gotten over it at this point that I'm aware of. Yeah. Even that guy, there was a guy who had a, a, a medical condition, had to get put into a coma, but even he has come out of it. Wow. Which is cool to hear. I realized I'm successful enough as a comedian that if I got it, there would be articles written about it. Like one oh, or two. Oh, congrats, baby. Like, yeah. You made it. <laughs> yeah. Roast battle loser, Matthew Broussard. Um, I, so retires in Florida? Question mark. I started comedy in 2011, which is right around the time I was starting a job in uh, in uh, finance and private wealth management. So, two things I was very interested in were comedy at that time, and and I was also starting comedy shortly after you know the 0708 crash. So I spent a lot of time like yeah. learning about it and the impacts of it, and what is going on right now. I think I personally believe will lead to a recession. I don't know how big, but I don't think things are just going to go bolting back up to twenty nine thousand no. since we've hit twenty, or we've we've gone under twenty. In the stock Dow. market, yeah, stock market. <laughs> but I, th- there were a lot of what I learned. There was a lot of club closures after the last recession, and I think that will happen again. And I think uh, more impactful is that all of these uh, film productions have had to halt in their place during pilot season, which means a lot yeah. of these pilots will never get finished which means they'll definitely never go to series, which means networks are going to bleed money. The financial model for pilots is that you you buy, each network, major network buys 40 scripts, they uh, maybe make eight pilots, one or two of them go, and then of the ones that make it to series, most get canceled after one season. But this is all a numbers game. This is all betting on penny stocks on the off chance you have the office or, or two and a half men. And one of those series pays for the rest of them. Do you have like a, I mean, I know you're not, you probably don't have this data, but if you had to guess like percentage wise, like how many percent of pilots made get, goes to series? Maybe one in 10. Maybe one in 10. Yeah. And then obviously Some, maybe one in that. 20 of those is actually successful enough to warrant it. Um, of, of the ones that make it to series, how many, I think... Just think how few major shows they've been. It's it's really like it's like you, investing. Like you get a couple of decades that are real. Every once in a while, you get a Facebook or yeah. a Twitter yeah, or exactly. whatever. And then I think a lot of networks do the same thing with with people with talent. Comedy networks will. I mean, think about it. there's like twenty half hour specials a year on Comedy Central. 
no one can name that many comics, but you do it just to keep people in your system on the off chance they become Amy Schumer, and then you get inside Amy Schumer right. as your property. Uh, but I, these networks are all going to lose a lot of money and are going to be very risk averse going forward. I mean, they're not going to take risks anymore. They're going to make less productions. There's going to be less money to go around. So things are going to have to restructure again. So, in my opinion, though, there is the other side of it where, like, Quibi just launched. What a great time for them to launch. Yeah, Everyone's they, locked inside. They, are, they, are they live? I'm pretty sure, because I've been getting ads for it. Hmm. Quibi is this, like, how, do, how would you describe it? It's, like, meant, meant for Ten-minute episodes your, right? of scripted and non-scripted content, usually celebrity-based. Celebrity um, and it's it's shot so that it's it's vertical so you can watch it on the toilet. It's it's for toilet breaks. Yeah, it's meant for your for taking a shit. Yeah, take a shit with Quibi. That's shitty content. <laughs> shitty Quibi. Ooh. Shit. Not trying to push that out there. I'm sure Quibi is lovely. I am going to download it later on and I'll report back. Please hire me for anything. Please hire Matthew. And we've already seen a massive shift towards DIY content of, of, of comedians well, taking the, the reins of their own platforms. I think it's going to be so much more that way. I've been a guy who's just sat around lazily just waiting for uh, a, a channel to throw me on whatever they're already making. Uh, that Maybe attitude star, definitely won't baby. fly. No, you got to come in a star. You got it. You, you got. There's the only way through the system is around it. I, I firmly believe that that's the only way. Now you have to be making your own videos. Well, that's awesome. I mean, that's frankly so empowering because yeah. now you get to take the control back and let your creativity dictate what you have to do. Yeah, but it's also versus just getting cast as like some terrible sitcom that you don't even like personally, and then mm-hmm. you're like, "This is my life!" Yay. Yeah, just just so much money though. God, if you do one of those things, you Matt, never if, have to worry right, about money. Uh, again. Bad news, babe. If you wanted to make money, you shouldn't have done <laughs> comedy, dude. If you get if you, you worked in finance, I know I, I had a degree that that could have made me. So money. that's like, what is the point here? What are yeah. we doing? Yeah. Are you trying to are you trying to make money? In that case, quit. No, but it would be fun <laughs> to have. Also, I don't know. Being a, being on any scripted I mean, being project would be so fun. So even if you didn't love it, it would be satisfying. But that's do. the result. Like that's the reality is that if you are making your own content now and can kind of control your destiny to a while and help that get popular, yeah. But then you don't. It's not an either or. It actually increases the odds that you eventually make it on some sort of scripted. Yes. Um, what's happening now though is that. Comics are very savvy and know that people are home consuming, so everyone's making videos, oh, everyone's releasing insane. podcasts. It's a uh, it's a clogged marketplace. I always say it's like terrorism. The way to it's the way to succeed in comedy is a lot like terrorism. Once someone finds a way to pull it off, that entrance gets clogged. And like Dane Cook did MySpace, then everyone jumped on MySpace, and then it was no longer a viable model because there were too many people trying Wait, that. Wait, I'm sorry. How is this like terrorism? Because once one person tries to sneak a, bom- a shoe bomb on a plane, oh, oh. <laughs> then now they're checking for shoe bombs. That's fair. That's fair. That's You're an accurate right. comparison, That is an right? accurate comparison. An yes. intense one. An intense one. Well, comedians use words like bombing and killing, so we obviously take ourselves yeah. too seriously. Um I am, what I wanted to break down was Matt Weingast, one of my very good friends, 
said something. He is not a comedian. He said that the, the, the tastes are going to change, that people are going to be interested in divisive, political, hot-button comedy that is so popular right now. That as things get harder for people financially, uh, as we're all dealing with our own mortality, they're going to want stuff that's a little more light and a little more down the middle. Uh, and that excites me because I'm a coward <laughs> and have typically written... I don't call that being a coward. I say... I avoid those things. I don't know why I avoid those things, but I, I, I've always viewed there being more long-term gain and in, in, in stuff that's more evergreen. It's I mean, like Conan. Conan's silly and fun. He's not trying to tackle the big stuff, and that's, that's very inspiring to me. I, I really respect the people that are, in your words, trying to tackle the big stuff. I do too. Um, and they make I really, me feel... <laughs> I really enjoy listening to their material, but the reality is... In 10 years, you can't listen to that and have it hit the same way. Yeah. So it's like, I I think... People's attention spans, they want an hour every year that's talking about what happened the previous year. The perfect world, you'd have uh, a combination of the two. Like a little bit of commentary, if that's what you want to do. A lot of the stuff can't be like quarantine specific. No. Maybe. I'm sure there's going to be some... killer bits about this entire situation. Oh, yeah. But they're going to be silly. I don't have any yet. Hopefully. They're going to be silly. They're not going to be about the injustice of it all. Well, because that's the other thing is that I mean, I think everyone's already you know, they're, they're at capacity in terms of comprehending the serious stuff or like, you know, focusing on the serious or stuff. Empathy. So an empathy. I mean, we're really, I gave money to a cab driver I don't, or doesn't matter. But point being, like, there's a lot of different stories out there that are really tugging at our heartstrings, and we know it's really serious, and we're all enraged and everything like that. So obviously that needs to be addressed, and there will be a lot of comedy that does address that. But I do think that there is going to be a huge appetite for the other side, which is, like, things that make you feel normal again and human and just, like, remind you of life. Because there is still, even though we're in quarantine and stuff, like, uh, I'm trying to think of a good example. I mean, we still saw a lady at the pharmacy this morning when I was picking up my medicine who had like a sassy, a sassy shirt on. You know, one of those ones that's like... It's not a party till a Wisconsin girl shirt. Yeah, on. it's not a party till. Like, <laughs> that's funny. I don't know what the joke is in it yet, but those are just the little things. Yeah. I think it's going to be... I don't know. The, 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 the question in my mind is, is niche comedy going to die? Because there are a lot of uh, very successful niche comics. By niche comics, I mean people who can't, who aren't, who don't have an act that can go out and entertain any room kind of broadly. And there's a spectrum of that. Like on the far end, you have cruise comics. That's like so broad that it loses all artistry. And then there's super niche Brooklyn comics where you, you, you have to agree with all of their political ideologies to really enjoy what they're doing. You have a very specific viewpoint on every, on a few big list of stuff. Yes, yes. And it's very about empowerment and, and there's jokes it's on great. both sides. Yeah. And there's well, skill to both. The other side of it though is the internet does allow those groups to find one another no matter what. And yeah. that's kind of something that's, I would say, different than, I mean, it is different than 10 years, 10? 10 years ago. Yeah, but I also feel like now that we have, now that our problems are laid out for us, we're not seeking out new ones. So much of what I see online of activism is being like, I want to find a new thing to be angry about. I want to find a new thing to be outraged about. Uh, and yeah. and now it feels like, ah, my plate's full. Uh, I just need some levity. Comedy isn't going to be my... 
and it's not everyone, but I agree with you that I think a lot of people will share that. Um, yeah. I think there will definitely be an appetite for... What shapes this for me was uh, I, I was not part of this conversation, but I was lucky enough to overhear it. At the cellar, there's a, an older, more successful comic who I can't, I can't say his name because he got in trouble for masturbating in front of female comedians. Oh, yeah, that's terrible. But um, not going to say who it is. He was saying, the comics were asking him, you know, should we be afraid of the next comedy bubble boom? Because we are clearly in the midst of a comedy bubble, uh, a comedy bubble burst, sorry. And he was saying, if you are an act that can go on the road and stand in front of a group of 100 strangers in any state and make them laugh for an hour, you will never be out of work. Sure, you will see some hits to your pocketbook and you know some dips in booking but if you have the ability to make people laugh that is always a commodity because people need to laugh they don't want to laugh they need to yeah and that's an encouraging thing as someone who's done a lot of it's just you know colleges and clubs and, and, and corporate gigs and just a, a lot of not ideal comedy situations i seek out the rooms that aren't as fun so that i can have more fun in the rooms that are more designed for me to succeed uh, I, I every you know I, there's a lot of crowds I don't prefer, but if you put me in front of them, I'm going to do my absolute best to make them laugh. Um, and sometimes that feels like a useless struggle. And you see people succeeding off of playing to only their crowd, and it makes you wonder if you've done things wrong, or if you're being dishonest in in making people laugh even though you don't agree with them. Uh, and and I'm thinking things will shift away from that and thinking people's again people's well, what just want silly just want fun yeah um, i don't remember how comedy was shaped after the last crash i'm sure it's going to be different for a little while i think the big thing is like those pop-up bar shows and the show that i plan to do yeah. um assuming that restaurant doesn't struggle too much during this time they're planned re- renovations during this anyway, so they were already intending That's to be nice. kind of down. Yeah. So I'm hoping it's okay. Uh, obviously, right now everything is up in the air, but but those shows will still be around. You know yeah. that that such little overhead in terms of you know getting things up and running again, and the clubs are, you know, in a different situation. Obviously, this depends a little bit on how long everything's intended for here. Some will shut down. Some probably they will shut down. They cannot handle being completely non-revenue generating for two months. Yeah, I mean, there's so many like government packages, and that we don't know how any of that's going to look. We don't know how long this will last. Mm-hmm. So, but point being, let's just assume a couple will shut down, and hope you know a good amount of them will come back. But I think that they will be well trafficked once people are let back out. Yeah. Oh boy. I mean, there will. It be, is going to be lit. Just you know. Uh, What's the word? Income, uh, uh, disposable, disposable income, income, or discretionary spending? We're doing an well, economics podcast right now. It's interesting. The, the finance of it's interesting to me. Uh, the the uh, whatever discretionary income, discretionary spending, I think will have to go down if people are seeing their retirement accounts drop by thirty percent. But 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 the other side of it that I think you continually misjudge is. Comedy is not cheap. that expensive. On the so, what do you have? You have like a couple different categories of things you can do with your income. Mm-hmm. You can shop. They'll do that to a degree. That'll probably go down to an extent. Um, like I've already stopped buying clothes. Like bonus, like yeah, like clothes or things that you don't need. Then there's live entertainment, local, which has varying degrees. I would say comedy, especially 
non-theater comedy is arguably like the short, the smallest. Bang for your buck, it's it's quite Bang a way for to your go. Buck. Restaurant, like you spend I mean, twenty I, bucks at the movie theater, you, you can more, spend that at a comedy club on a weeknight. Yeah, and you spend more in terms of going out to dinner. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and you, dinner, you know exactly what you're going to get. A comedy show is really a wonderful box of chocolates. Yeah, so I would say there, and then there's vacations and buying a home. That's not a, an entertainment, but like, um, yeah, I guess vacations is probably the most expensive category. And that, that's or luxury purchases. Yeah, and if Those you're having a staycation, comedy club's a wonderful way to spend it. That's an optimistic look. I, but for, Personally, yeah. I'm just thinking, like, literally as a consumer of stuff. What would be the first thing, you know? Clothing and vacations, number one for me. Clothing and vacations are gone. Going out, so I don't go out. But you're still going to go out, like you're going to go out locally. I don't go out drinking, so I wonder where that ranks. Because that's expensive. People people will never stop drinking. Yeah, but they might go to cheaper bars or might try to do more house parties. They might shift their, the way they consume it to an extent, but that's such a steady. And that's the other side is you can drink at a comedy club. Yes, you can. You have to. (laughs) Two drinks. Yeah. You can get a sparkling water. You can get water. It's okay. Uh, I so for me personally, I have I had a college and three clubs already canceled uh, between now and the end yeah, of May. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. That's probably ten to twenty percent of what uh, my my yearly earnings. I'll bounce back. Hopefully, those clubs will be rebook me. I mean, I'll get term, back on the road. Yeah. Um, we're in a really we're really lucky. Right we're now. Very, yeah. I'm not complaining. I'm, but there's I'm, a lot of I've also that are... been saving for years. The other side of it is I think a lot my of comics are going to need to get another job mm-hmm. right now. I hope people don't quit comedy as a whole, but at the minimum, make it part of you know a, a dual-sided life again, at least for a while. And um, what are your thoughts on that? I, I, I think this is going to be a dream catcher event for a lot of people. I think uh, Danny was saying... Um, it's going to bump out people whose hearts weren't fully in it. People who just kind of do this because mm-hmm. they feel like they have to. And I forget those people exist. Comedy is so hard. I don't know how you do this. Or it's not so hard, but it's so discouraging. I almost have more respect for the people who aren't fully in it. Like Yeah, like, yeah. What? We're talking about discipline. <laughs> what are you doing? You know what the term is for that? For, for people who are actors but do stand-up just to, just to get what seen in more term? ways? Hackers. Huh. Uh, they're very prevalent in L.A. Makes and sense. Yeah, I, those people are going to quit. I also think there's going to be some people who have been doing this 10 years and have never really seen things happen for them yet who are going to feel very discouraged by all of this. I know, and that's the tough part, especially the ones that are really talented. But just it, like It will be the good ones who quit because uh, the ones who are smart enough to have that wisdom are also going to be good comedians. And the ones who are like naive and egotistical enough to be like, no, I can still do the, it. The They're going to the ones who keep going. You're my, like, ah, I wish my, it was the other way. My favorite thing about comedy, though, is that you can do it. It's not like swimming. Where swimming was like, you either are training 100% or you're not swimming. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? In comedy, you can take a bit. I mean, you shouldn't, ideally, but you you can take a half step back and go get a sales job. Go get a, I don't know, like a whatever it is you might want to be doing. You can taper. You can. <laughs> that wouldn't be tape. Tapering and swimming is when you like rest before a big competition, which I don't even want to talk. The swimming side right now is like, so no. heartbreak. There's such bigger problems. I get that 100%. People can't pay rent, like sick, all of that. Let's just pre- assume we've addressed that. I feel really bad for the swimmers who just had all the national championships just got canceled. So it's like a bunch of seniors won't be able to 
you know, do their last round, their eligibility's up at this point. I mean, maybe they'll extend it as like a really special circumstance, but it's a and very then the Olympics are more than likely going to be at the minimum postponed a year, if crazy. not. Yeah, I don't even know. Um, That's the thing. It's really weird. USA Swimming just took a big stand and, you know, told the USOC, the Olympic Committee, that they needed to postpone the Olympics. Like, it's a very, very, very weird situation right now for everyone who is a professional athlete. Um, But this is not what this podcast is about. If you want to talk about that, for me personally, though, there was the, the first thing that came out was the NBA canceled uh, their season, well, and then MLB, the... and then March Madness. And I was, I remember just being like, "Well, I'm not a sports fan, so haha." Oh, I'm sorry, you, you crying? And then they're like, "Men's NCAA swimming championships won't be happening." And I was like, "No, <laughs> no, I love that meet. That's my favorite meet, and women's too. It's way better than the international meets." Ah, I was, I was like. I was watching the conference results to see who's going to break records this year. Matt's a Rand Hoffer, fan. Reese Whitley. Those guys are going to go fast. I only know my Dean Ferris graduate. I have no idea. That's Madison's boyfriend. I have no idea. Okay. Well, maybe they'll do like a summer meet. I mean, they can't train right now. So it's not going to be fast. Would, which is fine. Remember when those guys all got sick and they still broke records? I mean, they're not going to be swimming for like two months. <sighs> But they're doing like crazy good core oh, workouts. God. Again, it's like there's other things to worry about. Um, but I don't want this to all be somber because the reality is there's been a lot of really funny shit happening. You know, comics can't keep them down. Um, first of all, every single person I'm pretty sure at this point has gone live on Instagram. Yes. Us included. And let's talk a little bit about that experience. Yeah. Because didn't realize that was going to be so weirdly stressful. That was tough. We, we were it was like- fun. It was really fun. If you were there and listened, hello again. Hello. We might all. try to pop post that. Um, we tried to record that. It's very st- strange. Obviously, it was the phone providing some of the audio, so I don't know if we're gonna post it or not. I need to mess with it more. Um, but with Instagram Live, you can see comments at the bottom, and it is really tough to officially podcast. Well, we were we were interviewing JP McDade. Yeah. And we were trying to ask him questions, and people were like, "Why does this feel like an interview?" I'm like. Because it is. This is a like we didn't address that it was a live podcast. People just tuned in and started just that's you asking us questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't tune. Well, that's the thing with Instagram Live is you come in and there's just faces on the screen. There's no context as to right. what's up. People are asking me for Monday pun day hints. Yeah, <laughs> which they make well. My friends are coming in and just being like, "Hey, Laura." I'm like, "Hey." Yeah, they're talking about like your 200 breast at oh, nationals. Sweet. Um, it was really fun though. But now a lot of people, like I saw Remy um, put up a little fake stage in her apartment and is doing comedy shows, I guess, from there. Yeah. I don't know. I need to watch one of them and see how she actually logistically does it. But it's really, it's cool. People are getting innovative and like, I can't imagine, it's not like the the best way to perform, right? I still don't know how you get around having no laughter. Or like, you freak out a little bit, I guess. Yeah. Well, I watched uh, Lachlan Patterson does videos in his bedroom, but then he just does like cut shots to like stuffed animals he has lying around with like expressionless faces. So the, the joke funny. becomes him bombing, and then he just to starts end. throwing to more obscure pictures. So the editing's really good. Lachlan Patterson. Yeah, it's so him. funny. And then obviously, there's been a lot of like, I think everyone has just decided finally to download TikTok. Mm. Which is the most confusing of social media applications. 
it's been for me it's been good for like I mean I always post jokes on Facebook and Twitter but I've been posting at probably a more rapid rate because there is this thing going on for which we have truly global reference like yeah. every it's not like some obscure news story it's it's everyone's everything right now so it's fun to write about it's a little hard to find original angles there's a lot of you know circling the same subjects but there are personal things to draw out of it so I've had some fun writing some jokes about it um, I haven't done much digital content I need to you yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't done a ton of digital content either, but I've also been working my job. Yeah. Um, Sam Morrill and uh, Taylor Tomlinson are doing that amazing, like, super short-form web series of couples stuck in quarantine after they've been dating for too short of a time. That's so funny. See, we've been things. dating for long enough that I'm like... Eh. Well, no, but there are characters in it. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. They're funny people. They're funny people. The initiative is what's very impressive. Well, and that's the, the cool thing is that all these comics are... It's it's fun to see that energy that otherwise is kind of lost at a local level. Like, we, we talked about this. When you are keeping all of your performance to live audience members locally, mm-hmm. you are, by default, guaranteeing that no one who doesn't physically see you can become a fan. Yeah. It's a very hard way to build a following. It's just with really live hard because you have to physically get hard. your ass to every person who you want to like you. And I think about when I was, you know, twenty three and starting comedy. I was th- think about who all of my favorite comedians were up to that point. No one I had seen live. Absolutely, still have a lot of my favorite comics I've never seen live, and yeah. I've been to so many comedy shows been to a, and I apologize for making you to go to so many comedy shows no I enjoy it but the, the reality is like there's definitely people who I still haven't seen perform myself granted they're bigger names for a lot of them but actually that's not true some smaller names too and um, so you really gotta increase that increase the digital content and now's the time because we're locked inside though it's tough because you have to have equipment blah, blah blah I think it's just excuses that I've I've personally made in my brain I'm great at making excuses so good oh the Olympics of that I'm I'm a king at it what's been frustrating for me though is because with Twitter and Facebook are the only way I can really receive positive feedback on comedy and comedy writing my brain is now in the mode of how can I turn this into a tweet rather than how can I turn this into a joke for the stage like I'm so responsive to right. validation yeah we were joking how you're come out of whatever let's call it three months yeah. of being quarantined and like well any any go to a mic and do the exact same yeah set <laughs> I, I for sure will for I've, sure. i was already was, was weird i was going through some stuff professionally kind of a week before this all hit it was really messing with my head and really made me really evaluate what i was doing and i i was i say it a lot but i, I, I truly meant this time of like I want to be a little more free and, and, and experimental on stage, even if it means being less funny. Uh, do more crowd work. Try to do more jokes. Try to be a little more dirty, a little more honest. And I was I was more willing daring. to... You more daring. daring. And um, now I'm just not doing comedy. <laughs> How daring are you really going to be, Matthew? Yeah, when I come back, I'm sure it's going to be... Yeah. But on the other oh, hand, yeah. I've also seen this as a pretty solid reset for you. Emotionally, for yeah. I've been trying to use it as that. I mean, uh, spiritually, 
it's yes. tough because a lot of people obviously like we're really lucky once again to be able to go outside and like walk around and enjoy some of the nature that you can see here and stuff like that which has been really nice change from new it's, york people i love new york yes but um there's a lesbian hawk couple oh i love that in a tree the side we don't know if they're lesbians but the tree is i a, like to think they are yeah it must be what they've adopted little eagle whatever 30, hawk babies 30 foot 40 foot tree yeah. And then the, the nest is a giant cone that must be... I mean, what is it the size of? I mean... Uh, a like a coffee bag? table? Like a small... It's tough to tell because it's so high up that you don't really know it's the like, scale. Oh, it's like traffic lights? When you see a traffic light at your own eye level, you're like, I didn't realize they were that big. You yeah. Think of the, you think of them as being like, you know... Little. Six inches Little across, bags. but they're like dinner plate. The lights are like dinner plate size. But yeah, we've made friends with some local eagles... We're running every day. We've allowed, I started we've running again after years. We've not seen that many people out here. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of old people. There's old people who were like, don't even come close to me at all. You stay over there. And they're like, no problem. Well, they don't, they don't stay away from you. I was walking around the CVS this morning. Minus the CVS this morning. And they were just getting all close to me. I'm like, I could kill you. Yeah, you don't want to be near me. Actually, we've been healthy long person. at this point that we're like free, free and clear. Um, I don't. I don't mind. I like. I'm already such a shut in anyway. It doesn't change much in my day to day. Oh, I got a PS4. The, the oh, important yeah. things. So new video game addictions. I'm finishing a book. Matthew's finishing. A book. Oh, I bought clay to sculpt while I'm here yeah. to work on uh, my my Instagram. That's nice. You have hobbies like that that you've been able to actually kind of indulge a little bit yes. in this time period. Again, super lucky to have that kind of stuff to to be able to do. But it's it's good because it. I don't know, it unlocks different parts of your brain that you need to be a full person. That's the other side of it is like, it's kind of cheesy, but... All work and no play. Yeah, I mean, I love comedy, but comedy is just because it's something that makes me happy. And at this point, like, it can't, you can't ever have one thing only make you happy. Yeah. As I was taught. I'm such an obsessive person. I was like you. When I was into swimming... I had less balance in my life than you did as a professional swimmer. Well, that was, I, you didn't know me at certain, I definitely had to work on that. Like early in my career, I was not very balanced at all. And, um, you know, you have just a couple bad What ages? Um, in high school, frankly. High school is tough though, because obviously you can't, you don't really dictate as much of it. Mm -hmm. I lived 40 minutes away from my pool. So I had to, and I had three to four hour practices in the evenings. And then on um, Saturday, Sunday mornings, we'd be at the pool for like four or five hours, depending. We'd be there a really long time. Wow. So you don't have, that's not, there's no balance around that. Yes. Yeah, so when you, when you, when you take the wins, there's such euphoric highs when you take the lows. It's just no like, what are you even doing? You know what we call that? the only thing you do. You know what we call that in finance? What? Diversifying your portfolio. Yeah, diversify your portfolio. That's like just being a human. You need to, you know, you can't just have one person you talk to 100% of the time for weeks yeah. at a time, like I'm doing right now. Hi, Matthew. Hello. Yeah. I don't diversify very well. No, that's... no but it's a good thing. It's a, uh, I think a lot of comics tend to be very, you know, focused and hardworking um, which is a, it's a really admirable trait, but just times like this, if there's a silver lining, I guess it's kind of teaching you like there's other things in your life that are, you know, important and need to be prioritized as well. And if you don't have hobbies, looks like you're about to fucking find one, read a book, 
It also uh, makes you better at comedy. Like to sculpt, and yeah. yeah, and then ultimately you can make jokes about those things too. Well, it's happened with you in swimming. Like you had to have a life outside of swimming. Like it eventually made you a better swimmer to feel more fulfilled outside the pool. And that's what happens with comedy. I think that you have to, like, if you just do comedy, then you'll have nothing to write about. So it's it's a very strange kind of catch twenty two of being like, fine. I'll, I'll be something other than a comedian if it makes me a better comedian. Fine, I'll have a wife and two kids and, like, you know, buy a house one day because it'll make me a better comedian because yeah. I can joke about those Yeah, but your things. motivations are wrong. Well, the impact's the same. So what are our predictions for this crash? What's our advice? Not predictions. Yeah, what, predictions. What, what advice? No, I think advice. I think we should give... Because this has been kind of negative. I, I apologize to anyone who was, like, being dragged down by this. I'm just trying to, funk. trying to kind of pessimistically assess what could happen so I can be prepared, you know, plan for the but worst. But I don't think it's been a pessimistic assessment. I mean, the reality is, and it, this is stuff that was already happening. Things are shifting more to an online digital consumption mechanism. It's forcing you to adopt that more, yeah. which maybe you could, you know, ease in a little bit, but... But you if know. you want to make a, comedian, a living as a comedian, I think focus on that, that type of, uh, you know, clean jokes are going to be more useful going forward. Being able to perform in, in tougher situations, corporate gigs, college gigs, um, uh, work out that muscle, find silly universal jokes. I think those are going to be good going forward. I could be completely wrong. People could double down and be like Filthy. even more into the, the Patrice O'Neill types, the... There's going to be a market for that, but I think that there's a market for... I think you're just... There'll be a market for a number of things. And I know typical comedy consumers are going to be pretty saturated on the political front for yes. the next couple of... There'll, there'll be a market for it, but you better be damn good at it. Yeah. You know? Work on the baseline skill. Yeah. Or don't. Fuck us. Well, and and do more than ever, do not expect to make it as just a comedian. Right. Boy, is that not really a path. This is going to be a, a much narrower path. You'll be poor. Diversify. And you can maybe, yeah, but take acting classes. Work on your, your pilots. Right. Start, a, start a podcast with your girlfriend who just started comedy. That's my advice. Have a girlfriend who Have has, a girlfriend. has a stable job in IT. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, stability first. That's always been my thing. If you find, find stability... Make sure you have a good job. Make sure you have your finances all fixed up because it doesn't matter how funny you are if you suddenly can't pay your rent and have to leave New York. Woof. Yeah. That's a, that's a hard hard route to go. Sorry for anyone who's doing that. Um, but I am really excited because I think it's been really cool seeing how, like, I've FaceTimed with so many of my friends recently. Like, communities have been really coming together virtually at the moment. And I think that that's going to... Um, People. Yeah, people have become more appreciative of, like, the human beings that are behind all these things that you kind of just... Like, that coffee shop, like, the yeah, people yeah. behind them. Like, I think that once those times... I think there will be a resurgence of excitement for mm -hmm. live entertainment because it's been taken away for a while and people won't take it for granted. Yes. And there's also just generally people... We were fighting so much. We were at this this time of of such division and division and it was a time when things were not terrible things were fairly good i know a lot of people are suffering individually but like the market was good there was a good employment rate there was prosperity in our nation and throughout the world and yet we were fighting more than ever and i feel like god or some celestial being looked down and be like okay y'all are y'all are bickering too much go sit in timeout 
go sit by yourself. He held the power button right? on the earth. And then we realized being alone is way worse. Did you see how Italy, like the the water there, like the streams and stuff, are is, is, so beautiful? It looks great there. <laughs> no one's outside and they're all dying, which is terrible. Don't get me wrong, but nature is thrilled. Yes. Um. Well, that's it for this week's. No, I mean, well, we have a really big change coming. Susan and Mike are en route, so we... Um, so tune in for our guest next week, <laughs> Susan and Mike Sogar. Oh my God, no. Um, but Matt is now... We're big fans of been, Daniel Tosh. He has been... They're, they're funny people. Uh, they're great. They're very entertaining folks in their own special way. Um, but Matt and I have been talking the last couple of days because we knew they were coming. We're like... It's going to be interesting. Quarantined with your girlfriend's parents. Ooh, buddy. You could, you could put that in your little sketch, Matt. You could put that in your skit about. You could do skit about that. Oh, one funny thing I would uh, circle back to. Um, I'm very bad about promoting club dates. I'm very bad about announcing my dates and uh-huh. making sure I, I make posts about it. And I was doing Zany's, supposed to do Zany's Chicago last week. First time headlining Chicago, one of the, the most reputable clubs in the country. And I started promoting in December. I changed my Twitter name from Matthew Broussard to Matthew Broussard is in Chicago on March 17th through you 21st. You wanted to really blow it out in and Chicago. I started like... doing it. It was on all my things and, and people messaged me, hey, we bought tickets. It We're was going be there. really well, yeah. And then <laughs> I canceled it two days before. Or they canceled it two days before. But hopefully I'll be back. It was just like the one time I actually prepare and do the work and it blows up in my face. So, oh, well. uh, yeah. So many times I've like, I'll be leaving, I'll be like, I'll, I'll have just got back from like Denver and a week later someone, they'll get a message online like, when are you coming to Denver? I was like, ah, really got to post more. <laughs> um, but definitely follow him on Twitter and Facebook if you want jokes about literally everything right now. Literally. He has been, you have had so many, so many posts. And some pretty, pretty, some bangers in there. And some slap. Um, Well, we're losing our minds slowly. We'll be back next week. And we're just, let's just. No end in sight. Okay. Broadcasting from our new permanent headquarters in Fort Myers Beach. Florida. Oh, and I know a lot of people, I mean, are financially, like, have weird situations and, you know, are dealing with comedy in different ways. Uh, I think I'd love to hear from people. I think that'd be interesting. Yeah, ask us questions specifically about, yeah. like, now in comedy. Shoot, shoot us a note on and Instagram we'll give you or something like that. very unprofessional advice. Leave us a review. I don't care if it's good, bad, but just leave us feedback, things we should talk about here. Um, if you want to Instagram live with us, we'll do that. Literally, we'll do anything right now. We'll dance. We'll do... Dance. I'm going to make Matt do a TikTok. Yeah. We're going to shoot a sketch today. I'm going to shoot a sketch today. It's going to be so funny or not. Okay. All right. Love you all. Bye-bye. Wash your hands. Stay Stay away from old people. Six feet, at least. Actually, probably just don't even... Stay inside. Bye-bye.